Hold okay. Up, wait, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Ben, you know what I think about multiple times a day? What? How in Hartford City they didn't believe that we were 21. And they and they came back <laughs> and asked us to trivia questions about our ID to prove that we were 21. <laughs> what? Yeah, we went to Hartford City because we like to just hang out in boring ass cities because we can somehow make them entertaining. And we went to this bar that looked like the most fresh young bar in town. Only fucking geriatric people there. Only 70 plus people there. We walked in. We were like, should we leave? And I was like, this is going to be really funny no matter what happens. So we stayed. And then a guy asked for IDs, accepted. And he was like, oh, what do you want? And we had a hard time figuring out what to drink. Because I always just drink a whiskey Coke. But if I'm at a bar, I don't want to just drink a whiskey Coke. That's so boring. Uh, so we were having trouble figuring out what to drink. And we were like, do you have any suggestions? He was like, yeah, he can make a, like, what do you say? An apple monster or something like that. It was a super simple drink. Um, something like that. Yeah, it was yeah. Sprite, sweet and sour and apple uh, liqueur. It was delicious. Oh so we, yeah, it was. Yeah. We get done drinking. It tasted like a, almost like a Jolly Rancher. We get done drinking and then uh, Ben notices them talking like the, the bartender and like the, and a few other people talking amongst themselves on one side of the bar, the opposite side of the bar of where we are. And then suddenly the bartender comes back and he's like, uh, manager wants to see your guys' IDs again. She has some questions for you. She walks over, clearly having just woke up. And mind you, it's 8 p.m. It is 8 p.m. and she has just woken up. <laughs> she lives there. Um, and she grabs our IDs from us and it says, looks at Ben and says, what's your address? And he just has to think of his address off the top of his head because it's like, we, we don't live at our address right now. We live at college. So we just had to yeah. think of his address on the top of his head. And I was like, oh, shit. Uh, and then she, sure enough, she asked me my address. And I had to think. And I was like, okay, I got it. And um, she was like, oh, do you guys go to college together or something? And it's like, thank God. Thank God we both remembered our addresses at that specific time. Because imagine getting your real actual identification cut up by a bartender because you forgot your address. Oh my god! I don't know why they were suspicious of us. I have no Is that legal to cut up someone's address? If they think it's fake, like, they can someone's cut license. Up. If I think it's if it's real, it would probably be illegal for them to do, but they don't know that, so they'd still cut it up regardless. And then you still got your ID cut up. But um, it, I think the reason they didn't believe us is because we were in Hartford City. We were people under the age of seventy-five in Hartford City at a bar. <laughs> and it was like what a Tuesday night or something. It was a weird night. <laughs> yeah, so I think I think that's why they didn't believe us. But like, come on, like <laughs> it, it, it was, was so it was such a threatening environment. Mm -hmm. Like we just it was like one of those movie scenes where somebody walks into like a bar or a restaurant and everybody and it just goes dead silent and stares at you. Yeah, because I don't think <laughs> they've seen somebody under the age of sixty five in ten years or something at that establishment because they were very confused at the side of us and like genuinely just in inter us interacting with the bartender you could tell he has not served somebody of our age in a quite a while uh <laughs> yeah we ended up like taking a few steps inside and then just like facing the wall and yeah. whispering to each other like i what the first do? thing i said was should should we leave <laughs> <laughs> i felt very unwelcome oh my gosh it was so, but that was so fucking funny we're never going oh. back to hartford city that place <laughs> is don't, no ever go Wait, wait, when did you guys do this again? Oh, maybe a month ago or something. Oh, okay. Uh, but, like, the second we hit Hartford City limits, it started raining on us. <laughs> it 
It was a beautiful day. It was a beautiful day. <laughs> it's com- it's comedically just a fucking cursed city, I guess. <laughs> We've gone to Hartford City twice, and that happened both times. Literally, yes. The oh second we God. get there, it just gets gloomy, and it, <laughs> the sun does not come back just, up. Just consistent raining in fucking it's Hartford, so... Indiana. And we always hang out at the only fun place in town, which is the fucking Pickle Lounge, or whatever it's called. And it's <laughs> a it's, it's a bar, grill, and bowling alley, all in one room. <laughs> and their mascot is like a, a hand-drawn... Yeah. Pickle with arms, like and expo marker. The, the manager of the bowling alley is a cock. He was so mean to Ben the first time we were there. It was, yeah, yeah, that place is just depressed. You gotta take me to Hartford, Indiana, honestly. <laughs> I know you say I don't want to go there, but it sounds like a hell of a time. It's it's just north of Muncie, maybe 20 minutes north of Muncie. And it has a very similar story to Muncie, where it was a part of the gas boom. But, like, God, it's so depressing there. Oh, my God. <laughs> Um, are we recording? I've, I, yeah. well, I, yeah, like my eyes could be a little bit weird, but yeah, I've been recording now. Yeah, alright. Um, I'm Gabriel. I'm Dylan. And I'm Ben. And welcome back to the final Spooky with a Twist episode of Reality with a Twist. And oh boy, do I have a treat for you guys. Today we're going to be talking about old and outdated and horrible torture methods. But it's not going to be that simple. It's not going to be that simple. We're playing a game. And this game has a very, very powerful prize. The most powerful prize we've ever had on Reality with a Twist. More powerful than concessions being paid for at the FNAF movie? More powerful. You'll, you'll, you'll hear it. So here's the game. I'm going to tell you guys the name of a torture method, and you have to describe what you think it might be and when you think it was used okay. and generally where. Just like give me the gist of what you think it is. What, whichever you guys is the closest... You get a point. The person with the most points at the end of the episode will win an odds token more powerful than any token we've ever given out before. It's called a no you token. If an odds hits on you that you don't like, you can use your no you token and make the asker or the previous victim do the odds. Oh man. As so, a <laughs> as a uh undefeated odds token winner, I have to get that one in my collection. So Dude, even if this it's guy's Thanos. If, if it's a thousand odds and you hit, you can just say no you, and the most devious, horrible odds will go right back to either the previous person, if it's a descending odds, or to the asker. Um so are you wow. you boys ready? I gotta win this. Yes. All right, uh-huh. we're going to start a little bit easier with something called the breaking wheel. What do you guys think the breaking wheel was? The breaking wheel. Uh, the breaking wheel. When do you think it was? Where do you think it was? And what do you think it was? Um... I'm going to say it was, this sounds like a medieval times kind of thing. Yeah. I would say it's like a wheel. Like You got it! Yes! You win! Yes! 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 <laughs> I'm, I'm guessing it was a wheel. A wheel. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, rich, I had something in my mind, but then I decided like, no, that doesn't make sense. And okay. I just kind of cut off. Yeah. This Okay. Um, I will tell you, this is probably the most complicated one we have. So I don't blame you guys for not knowing exactly what it is. 
Okay, I'm, just for comedic purposes, I'm going to say it's a wheel that they tie you to, and then they, like, roll it so it crushes you. Oh, okay, not bad, not bad. I want to say it's in the Medieval Times as well, um, okay. but instead it's a wheel that you have to continuously push, and there is damage inflicted upon the user as you are turning said wheel in some capacity. Okay, okay, well, I will tell you guys, you guys are right, it was around Medieval Times, it was uh, Middle Age Europe. Uh, so let's just get into what it was. So those found guilty of murder, rape, treason, and or robbery will be put to death by the wheel. They would be brought to the scaffold location used for public staged and t- stages and tied to the ground. It was usually made of huge wooden spokes similar to those found on wooden transport carts and carriages. The torturous dis- disfigurement of the body was the main objective of the first act. Yes, this torture method had multiple acts and not actual death. Thus, breaking the bones and the legs would be the first stage of the most common type. In order to accomplish this, the executioner began began dropping the execution wheel onto the condemned person's shin bones and worked his way up to their arms. Here, the rhythm, the number of beatings, and occasionally even the number of spokes on the wheel were defined for each situation. Frequently, the convict's joints were supported by sharp edges, sharp-edged planks to amplify its impact. Later, the condemned individual could be harnessed using certain devices. A coup de gras aiming for the victim's neck or heart might be given to the executioner at the conclusion of the first act, though this is not typically done. This happened even less frequently uh, right away from the head down. The body was either bound to the wheel or braided into another wooden-spoked wheel in the second act, which was made possible by the damaged limbs. So, like, your limbs being weaved in multiple wheels holy shit uh after that the wheel was mounted onto a master pole it would essentially transform into a crucifixion after that and later be thrown into a fire (laughs) so if someone was able to survive all of that and rightfully so they just consider it a right of god and they would be like okay you're free (laughs) like really you've been doing yeah if you could survive all of that they'd be like obviously you were meant to live um so i think from that I want to say Ben was closer. Yeah, no. But yeah. It, from what the way you described it, it sounded like it was the most unintuitive thing at first because it's just like instead of like a wheel they roll onto people, they just pick it up and drop it on people. Yeah, it's like yeah, we were thinking about this and it's like I pick it up and drop it on <laughs> What do I do with this thing? Uh hit you with it? Like <laughs> Yeah, you I think don't know. These medieval folk were just bored. I think so. <laughs> sadistic as bored they, they have as gone, they've gone through all the other tortures they could think of it's just like I don't know just drop the wheel on him or something drop the fucking wheel just drop the fucking wheel toss him in the fire and he comes out but hallelujah but yeah <laughs> I ben, there is a method of torture where somebody is tied to the outside of like a cylinder and it's rolled down a hill so that does exist oh, okay. but that's we're not going to be talking about that one today uh, but yeah I think okay. you were closest so point one for Ben uh, now, second torture method is the Ling Chi. Uh, where do you think the Ling Chi originated, and when do you think it was, and what do you think it was? The Ling Chi? Ling Chi. L-I-N-G-C-H-I. Ling Chi. How about how about this? I tell I'll tell you guys. It's from China. It's I was about to say I, I was wanted to say China, but I don't want to sound yeah, like, like stereotypical. Yeah, I, I so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the Ling Chi. Oh man, it's hard to it's hard to like pick up anything from this one yeah. from the name because 
it, it probably it, means something that okay I mean, okay okay we, yeah can, i will i will i will because that's very true that's a good point i will kind of I'll, I'll elucidate a little bit more it translates roughly to death by a thousand cuts so that should that should help so i want to then with that being said i want to say it is a because from what i know like china like you know in their culture they have torture methods that aren't like put every single ounce of force in them it's longevity like yeah. the water drip method is like yeah. a very popular form of this so i'd assume at the death by a thousand cuts is someone who is either tied up bounded whatever but they cannot move they cannot resist and okay. they are consistently cut or slashed by something not probably a thousand times maybe a thousand times but enough so that way you're not dying immediately but it is enough to inflict pain onto you um and then inevitably you will die from either lo- loss of blood, you know, body mutilation, whatever that may be. That's what I would have to assume it'd be. Yeah. I um I, I kind of say the same thing as Dylan, but just to add like a little distinction for the sake of like the um, competition, yeah. Like a point, mm-hmm. yeah. The way that I envision it is more of they would hang somebody up on something and then like what I see is kind of like a cat of nine tails. So maybe like some cords with you know spikes or blades at the end and then they would like whip them and then just let them hang there and bleed out okay all right yeah let's get into what this is those are very good guesses very very good guesses uh as i said it roughly translates to death by a thousand cuts and is done by tying a condemned prisoner to a wooden frame and then slowly cutting them in multiple slices there's no guide to how this was done specifically in chinese law so it was probably done in a lot of different ways it varied per time this would not only humiliate the prisoner, it would result in a slow, painful death, and according to some Confucian principles, it would prevent the condemned from being whole in the afterlife. This was saved for crimes like high treason and mass murders, and from pictures I saw, they were tied more so to the ground on a wooden frame, so I think I'm going to give this one to Dylan, uh, just because yeah. he, he essentially described exactly what it was. Uh, and I appreciate you being more specific, Ben, but I think, I think his broadness kind of helped him in this scenario. <laughs> so that's, yeah, well, he, he did mention like being strapped. To yeah. But I, I did yeah. say like, that's why I was like happy. Cause it's like, I said being strapped down and being cut yes. and then no, as soon as you said that, I was like, so. okay, this man knows what he, <laughs> yeah, this man. And, and I, I, like I said, I don't like know any of this off the top of my head. That was just a guess, yeah. but obviously yeah. the translation helped out a lot. Yes. Yes. Okay. The next one, this one needs no translation. It's called. The wooden horse. You guys think the wooden horse is? Where do you think oh. it was? Uh, I, think I think it was I, in Rome. Uh, they put a bunch of people in the horse. And they got <laughs> <to> the <city. laughs> I'm I'm like almost certain that I know this one, so I want Dylan to go first. Okay. I mean, yeah, no, I, I probably won't get this because I'm probably thinking. Like, I feel like what I'll describe is probably a couple of different torture methods that have the same thing. I would assume it's putting somebody into a wooden horse like thing or whatever. Okay. And upon like putting them into that thing, I would assume they're I- the horse is either lit on fire, mm-hmm. the horse is either pushed into like water, so it like fills up, you know, water. Either way, it's supposed to you know have a thing where you cannot get out of this horse, you're but okay. you're trapped, but you will have a slowly painful death by either fire, drowning, or some like sm- like submerging or dousing of something. Okay. Okay. 
Good guess. Ben? That sounds equally or even more horrible than what I think this one is. Okay. But I believe this is the one where um, I, I'm i going to say it's medieval again. Oh, yeah. Medieval um, for mine as well. Like Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to say like medieval Europe. Um, I believe it's the one where there's like a big wooden um, like wedge okay. kind of thing that's sharpened at the at the point. And they force the person to sit on it and like tie them. And like over a course of time, they're slowly pulled down, so it just like splits them in half. Okay, that's a good okay. one. Yeah, I I forgot about that. I remember. Hearing so, that. very good guesses from both of you guys, and both of you guys are actually referencing real torture methods, uh, but one of them was exactly correct. Um, it was simply a, a triangular prism that yep. was supported by four wooden beams to an abstractly mimic a horse. The condemned would be hoisted up and lowered onto the triangular point of the device their own body weight would be used to press their crotch deeper into the point. Sometimes additional weights would be used to increase suffering and to keep them on the horse and prevent them from falling off. They were often carried through town on this painful device, humiliation, and this was sometimes used in addition to tarring and feathering. This was middle, This was actually a very, very, very broadly used one. It was actually used in the United States uh, during the Revolutionary and I think Civil War. Um, it was used wow. in medieval Europe, United States. It was a very common. It didn't usually result in death. The thing it usually caused is just pain and walking and difficulty walking. Uh, usually it wasn't completely splitting the person in half, although I'm sure it could have been used for that. But uh, yeah, it was more just a humiliation and pain based one. Okay. The... Very well done, Ben. Yes, good thank job. You, so that's you. two points for Ben. One point for Dylan. We have two more, so there definitely will not be a tie this time. <laughs> uh, Coming for that token. <laughs> Next is the rack. This is very. This is a difficult one because it's just called the rack. <laughs> I, I know I've heard of this before. I think I don't have any specifics for like how this one was used, but I feel like this. Um, I'm probably completely like just making this part up, but for some reason I'm thinking Mongolia. Mongolia. Okay. I know there's some kind of Mongolian torture method. It's probably not this one, but okay. I'm gonna say like Mongolia, um, and then I believe it's the one where it slowly pulls you apart. Like, okay. I don't know what how the apparatus like looks or functions, but I believe its purpose is to slowly rip you apart. Okay. Like arms out this way, legs out the other way. Yep. Okay. That is I mean That's a very good guess, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. I thought yeah, of it I, myself. Okay, you need to get drop it with the attitude, all right? Just, <laughs> just give just give me a second. Give me a second here. Um I feel like I know this one as well, and I honestly, it might be the same thing Ben's thinking of, because the torture rack is a very common thing, and when I was doing the Adams Family Musical at our high school, there was a very similar thing uh, that was like a prop, but I'm pretty sure, I mean, I will go ahead and say it was probably, you know, just to spice it up, um, man. I'll say medieval times, it's probably not that right, but the point is that you're tied at four ends, okay. okay. Arms, legs, and there's someone turning a wheel, 
Okay. We're doing something, and tension's built between, you know, your arms, your legs, and you're just slowly pulled apart, pretty much. Okay. Once again, it might be this close to the same thing that Ben was describing. It might be more broad, honestly, but that's the most that I can think of in terms of what okay. it's de- describing the rack. So Yeah. Okay. So, uh, Ben, did you ever say where you thought this was? I said Mongolia. Mongo- okay, okay. I okay. didn't really say a time period, though. Okay, so um, it was Greek, Greece, the UK, and Russia. Is the three I found this from. Um, and it was... I don't have a time period on this one. I think this was another one that was just used for a long, long time. Um, but it was... You guys were really spot on this device was simply a raised on one end wooden frame with a roller on both ends the victim's ankles and wrists were fastened to opposite ends and gradually rolled causing dislocation of joints as well as complete separation of joints eventually the muscles would be stretched to a point where they literally couldn't contract anymore so you might not die but uh, you're not gonna be able to use your arms or legs anymore i'm actually gonna give this one to Dylan, I think. Yeah, I because he that. he specified the rolling, um, and yeah, it was literal rollers. Yeah, that they would just... like l- literally like I remember when I was doing that musical, there was a whole scene where it was like you li- they were literally like rolling yeah. it, and yeah. So that's that's like how I knew it a little bit, but you know, yeah, obviously that's about it. Okay, so I just figured out we actually have six. I forgot about one, so we'll make the last one worth two points. So then there's still no tie. How about that? <laughs> okay so this is this one's weird um it's called the republican marriage oh i know this one oh me too (laughs) alabama (laughs) no uh what do you guys think the republican marriage was and where do you think it was this one's very simple it's like a sentence uh, is what it is. Yeah, you're Republican and you get married. Get her done. <laughs> That's torture enough. The old ball and chain. <laughs> the old ball and chain. <laughs> um, <laughs> this one's also kind of for comedic purposes. But I'm going to say um, this was used in the United States. Okay. And uh, you got stepped on, stepped on by an elephant. <laughs> I like that. I like that. that that's what the old ball and chain The old like ball and chain. You know, I hate going home, getting tied to the ground, having an elephant get stomping on me. Oh, ball and chain. Oh, my God. Um, okay, Dylan. I, you know what? I'm, I'm going to take this, like, you know, to Gabe's point. I'm going to think about it literally. I'm going okay. to assume, like, this had to deal with two people instead of one. Being okay. a male and a female, hence okay. the marriage, and oh, man, what what can I think of them been doing? Oh, man, what is a good? Hmm. I mean, I I guess my guess is that like it would be two people like you know a man and a woman tied together, and they would be getting like lashed or something like whipped okay. or cut, you know, whatever. But. I, th- I think I want to make the distinction that it's not just one person getting this torture and it's okay. two people. Yes. All right. Are you guys ready? Those are yeah. very good guesses. Mm-hmm. So this one's very, very, very simple. It was used in France during the revolutionary, like revolu- French Revolution. Simple as tying a man and a woman together, two people, and drowning them together. 
Oh, wow. And there was a bit of skepticism as to if this even happened, but Dylan, you were very, very close. You were very close. Huh. So I think I have to give that one to you. Um, I, I, you know what? I, I wish you kind of gave it to the to the elephant getting crushed to somebody. <laughs> the old ball and chain, but you know. The old ball and chain. <laughs> um, let me see. Because I think, Dylan, you won the last one as well. I, I need to get my bearings straight on here. The wooden horse was Ben. That one. So that okay. means I'm in the lead, wouldn't it? I think so. Oh man, I'm about to become the whole, the Thanos of Arwat, bro. Because <laughs> so I think. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. You better be. I am. I'm so sorry, guys. <laughs> so uh, we have one, one, and then two, two, three. So Dylan's at three points, and Ben is at two points. Okay. So no matter what, this last one will result in the winner. Still anybody's game. This one is called the Swedish drink. The Swedish drink. When do you guys think this was? Where do you think it was? And what do you think it was? This one's also pretty damn simple. Um... I'm going to, I know this probably isn't from Sweden, but I'm going to say Sweden because okay. I have no better guess. I'll say Sweden and, as well. Okay. I'll, okay, I I'll think... let you guys know that's right. It's Swedish. <laughs> oh, <okay>. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that somebody was basically just force-fed water or some other liquid until they either choked or drowned. Okay. Yeah, I'm... Well, Kind of the same. I thing, hate but. being the plain one here, but I'm gonna have to probably say the same thing as Ben. It's like that—that that makes the most sense. I'll probably—I'll say alcohol. I'll say alcohol okay. um, instead of like like water or something. All right, Ben. I'm gonna have to ask you to be more specific. Other than water or a drink, what do you think the substance or liquid or solid or anything was? We have alcohol mm. down here. What do we have over here? Drink. Um. Excuse me. Okay. I mean, podcast is over. Get Come off my on. fucking back, okay? <laughs> <laughs> if it's not, if it's not, if I can't say alcohol, my only really options I feel like are going to be like water, milk. <laughs> You're going to have strong ass bones. <laughs> You're going to be buff as fuck. You don't. <laughs> I want to say water, but you were like, hmm, think of something other than if, water. If you want to say specifically water, be my guest, but... I, I did, but <laughs> now I don't. Okay. In that case, I'll give Dylan a second chance, too, but I'm going to give you... I'm going to give you a second... Be very specific with what, with what you think the substance is. Swedish story. Swedish chef. Come on, man. Um, water. I don't okay, know. Water. water. Uh, Dylan, Screw do you want to change your answer? Or are you okay? With I'm gonna keep. I'm going to keep it to alcohol. Okay. Bro, just one. Okay. Let's see. Let's see. 
Um, I'm going to need you guys' help with this one because both of you are very close to right, but wrong. Um, it's literally where they just dug a hole, stuck you in the ground with your head up, put a big old wooden wedge in your mouth, and force forced you to drink foul liquid, usually uh, like consisting of poop in some way. So it was usually excrement. It so was usually piss. some kind of poop. Piss, poop, waste material. It didn't have to be from humans. It could have been manure. It just it, Some kind of so, disgusting. So then, then I have a question then. Why do they have to be in the ground for this? Because then they could they can run away if they're if they're out if they're up top they could just <laughs> how are you gonna yeah, force yeah you know all fair enough I was thinking like it was some type of drinking game or whatever like, <laughs> dude you, you gotta try poop? this yeah <laughs> so who do you guys think got that because I mean I think I think we need a tiebreaker I, I do think okay. we probably need a tiebreaker God I, damn it <laughs> <laughs> still ended up with the tie <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay let's i don't let me just <laughs> get, any get, single ry uh, episode not ended in a tie not every, literally i think every time we've had a well i think one time i hosted a quiz episode it didn't end in a tie and i think it was no it was the last one we did that was a quiz it was mine and ben you like mm. won by a landslide that's true yeah okay how about this how about this uh you literally said this whole time. It's like, there's no way it's going to end in a tiebreaker. There's absolutely zero chance it would end in a tiebreaker. <laughs> Unless they give the same Unless they answer. give the same exact answer <laughs> and barely any difference to it. Okay. When was the last time a guillotine was used in France? And I think the world. I think this was the last time the guillotine was ever used on Earth. What year? Can't say the same year. Try to guess. I'm going to embarrass myself because I don't know the dates of like the French Revolution and all that. Who said French? It, it doesn't have to be. It, it's just a year. It could be related to the French Revolution, but it doesn't necessarily have to be. Seventeen fifty. Seventeen fifty. Okay, Dylan. I'm going to go with my gut here, and this can either end terribly, or this can be the most awesome win in Arwat history. Okay. Nineteen seventy four. Nineteen seventy seven. Dylan, no, you won. You won so fucking hard. <laughs> You're lying. No it was fucking outlawed way. Outlawed in 1981, 1977 no was the last way. time it was used. I, I, I okay. So I remember seeing the TikTok like two years ago. Oh my! It was like God. one of those slideshows, like facts you have to see before you die, and it yeah. was like one of them was the last time a a game team was used. Was in 1970-something, and it was a public execution. Oh, my God. <laughs> Ten little-known facts that you may need in the future. You may need for a future episode of Reality, Reality with, with the Twist. Reality with the Twist, we're going to be in a quiz, and it's about torture methods. I'm well, so mad. Dylan, I told I, I told you. It was either going to be a complete embarrassment or the best ROAT win in the, like, in the history yep. of ROAT. You just won the most powerful... Token in the history of Arwat, you won the no uh, you token. So now so I no. have I have the fifty fifty. Yeah. I have the redo, <laughs> and now I have the no you. Man's unstoppable. 
Bro, I y'all are gonna be praying you don't get on me on my bad side. With <laughs> wait, is the fifty-fifty the one where you get? To I cut it in half. half. Yes. Oh, okay. For yeah, Ben, dude only needs two more. Yeah, for Ben. Literally, like, Ben, yeah. you're yeah. you're just the one. You have to watch your back here because it's like I could throw you the triple whammy now. <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, that was our our final spooky with the twist topic. Um, I hope you listeners enjoyed spooky with the twist. We're probably gonna take it back, uh, bring it back next year. I know we definitely enjoyed it. And please check out uh, Dipome or Dipome, I think is how it's pronounced. He he made our yeah. Reality with a Twist theme and also our Halloween edition of the Reality with a Twist theme, which I love. Um, yes, it was I great. almost wish we could use it year round, but it is just for Halloween. It's, it's too scary. Yeah, it's yeah, too Honestly, yeah. I piss my pants every time I hear it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whenever I'm editing, I have to bring like 20 extra pairs of pants because I hear it so often. Um, but that is the end of Spooky with a Twist for the year of 2023. I know it's after Halloween, but whatever. <laughs> Grow up. So, yay! yay. Um, so, fellas, are we wanting to hit us with some uh, some segments? No, I think we should end the episode. Yeah. Okay, bye, guys. <laughs> bye, bye, everybody. <laughs> no, we could do some segments. Uh, but I think, you, I think you go first, don't you, with some... Weird news. Haunted news. Haunted news. So as our friends who have been listening for the rest of rest of Spooky with a Twist know, we've been going city by city, each city that we live in. Sorry, I just burped. Uh, we have been going to each city that we specifically live in uh, and looking at the haunted locations. Today's kind of the grand finale uh, of Indianapolis. We have previously looked at Marion, Muncie, and West Lafayette. Today's Indianapolis. There's just too many to, to go off of. So uh, let's just start with three. If we find more, then we find more. So the first one is the this is all on indianahauntedhouses.com, which is a very old looking website, but a very useful website. Um, so this is the James Allison Mansion. Uh, this is it looks like 3200 Cold Spring Road, Indianapolis. Uh, and its average review is four and a half pumpkins out of five pumpkins. So that's <laughs> Jesus great. Christ. Yeah, it's pretty spooky. A lot of pumpkins. It's open to the public. Uh, the mansion was built in the early 1900s after James Allison, a well-known figure of the auto and plane industry of that time, purchased the land. While Allison achieved financial success, his marriage was not so successful. He ended up divorcing his wife in 1928 after he fell in love with his secretary. Oh, that was bad. Mm. He soon after moved on to marrying a former employee named Lucille Musset, uh, or Musset. I don't know if it's silent T or not. And at the age of 56, he died of pneumonia, which led to his estate going up for sale in 1936. The Sisters of St. Francis of Oldenburg ended up purchasing the property and it was put to use as a home to the college's library, administrative, uh, administrative offices, or office classrooms and sleeping quarters the sisters is to believe that an apparition of a little girl who drowned in the basement pool exists there witnesses have claimed seeing the little girl's apparition hearing voices in the attic and seeing things moving on their own the property is located on grounds of marion college which is a christian private university in indianapolis pretty spooky what do you guys think of the I, james honestly, allison mansion i hate to, i don't want to be biased since it's indianapolis but that's probably the first actual haunted one that makes sense because the others have been yeah. cemeteries and it's been like there's been noises of moaning <laughs> 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 
<laughs> moaning and groaning. And the smell of sulfur. And then the smell of poop. <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah, it makes sense. A girl drowned. Um, reviews are pretty positive. Here's one yeah, the that four, says. Four pumpkins out of five. Can't get yeah, four, four and a half pumpkins Four and a half, my bad, my bad. Uh, let's Let's <laughs> read a review real quick. This one gave four pumpkins out of five. Terrifying study break. While attending Marion University, my roommate and I went for a walk to the Ecolab, which is wetland behind Allison Mansion. As we approached what used to be the drain for the pool in the mansion that leads to the creek, we heard a whining sound. We kept walking because it could be the breeze running through the trees or any number of things from the surrounding area. We got closer and both felt cold. It was the beginning of May and we turned to see a small girl crying. We took off back to the dorms and back that was in july 30th of 2018 that had me in the first tab because i heard it. they heard the sound of wine i'm like god damn it never mind god another one of these another shit. one of these fucking whining but no I heard but moans and now they're say, saying they saw a crying girl like that's that's haunted that's, that's haunted yes yeah. and i also right, want to give an update reminds- oh, sorry ben real quick just stop talking for one second um please uh to give an update this this place is 27 minutes away from where i live so wow. I gotta be careful. I gotta stay 26 minutes away from mm. this area. Anyway, yes, then, at all say time. your <laughs> stupid fact. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, this this plot or this uh story that you just said reminds me a lot of the plot of um, what is it? Woman in Black. Oh, uh, it's Men in Black. That was a terrible joke. I'm sorry. Twenty-three after all. That was a terrible joke. I'm sorry. You should be after that one. But um, it's Woman in Black with Daniel Radcliffe. Uh, it, it has to do with... Actually, it's it's also set at a mansion. And um, a the woman in black is like the ghost that haunts the mansion. And her daughter drowned in like the marsh or the oh. swamp like at, leading up to the mansion outside. So it, it's strangely similar. I wonder if it's based on it. Because there, there have been multiple yeah. Indiana hauntings that have spawned to like, you know ghost adventures episodes or mm-hmm. or you know that kind of thing so it very well could be based on it very well um, so that is james allison mansion would you guys give this one four and a half pumpkins out of five uh, yeah yeah i'd say that's yeah, fair I'd four and a half. i'd say right. it's definitely fair then let's move on to central state uh hoosiers or indie natives probably know central state is pretty creepy um i've been personally to central state mm-hmm. i forget dylan were you there with me in central uh, state? i mean because our Previous teacher's brother's wedding was held at the 1825. No, I never went to that wedding, remember? Okay, okay. Yeah, we, was... we DJed for my former teacher's brother's wedding. And I think it was called the 1825 or the 1899. It's uh, on Central State Grounds. It was essentially just a mental hospital in downtown Indy. It's on 3045 Vermont Street in Indianapolis. This psychiatric treatment hospital opened in 1848 and can be found on Tibbs Avenue, Washington. Street, Mormon Avenue, and Vermont Street. Complex buildings, uh, complex buildings in the area housed mentally ill patients, including the criminally insane. There were even two castle-like buildings built called the Seven Gables, as well as the gardens, fountains, and fine landscape landscaping to offer patients a pleasant place. That's kind of nice. That sounds nice. In 1994, the hospital closed down due to a combination of factors, including the expensive cost of running such a large hospital system and claims of patients being abused, which is 
all too common for mental hospitals. I was about to say, like, old-fashioned mental hospitals always have those things. Always. Like, I don't know if there's ever been an old-fashioned mental hospital where the patients have not been abused. <laughs> this resulted in the state of Indiana taking back the property and converting it to the Indiana Medical Hospital Museum, IMHM, and other things. Patients' remains were buried on the western edge along Tibbs Avenue near the old pathology building. Today, some buildings still remained on the vacant grounds. While IMHM denies claims of the property being haunted, others have reported otherwise, including the sound of screaming woman coming out of the corner of the old powerhouse basement where workers had to go down and shovel ashes twice a night. Wow. That's, that's a lot of shoveling ashes. I have to say, yeah. <laughs> what the? How many people were dying? Holy shit. Uh, sights of shadows. <laughs> Hopefully it was like coal ash or something, but oh my God. Um, sights of shadows moving from cement posts and the boiler turning on and off on its own. The pathology building where dead bodies were examined to learn about their mental illnesses, there were noises heard in the basement when no one was there. Uh, the dormitories was a place where cries and screams have also been heard by maintenance workers. This is a very creepy building. I've personally been to this area. Um, it's beautiful. It's like genuinely gorgeous, but it's also very creepy. Some buildings are very well kept. Others are completely abandoned and overgrown place but it's very creepy um how many pumpkins does this one get this one actually got a whopping four and a half pumpkins as well by 11 wow. reviews yes oh no it's open to the public <laughs> there's some creepy pictures um here is a three star or three pumpkin review so this person gave it three pumpkins it must not be that spooky mm, right that okay good. let's read it creepy says this person uh posted on June 18th of 2023. I've been there around three to five times. The last time was super scary. My friends and I were able to go to the basement and we found surgery beds and wheelchairs. When we were walking around, we heard metal banging. It sounded like someone was hitting the metal stairs in the center of the powerhouse or the huge tank looking things. If you know, you know. I don't know. I don't we know. ran upstairs. <laughs> we ran upstairs and tried to run. A lot of holes in the floor. Once we were a room away from the entrance we came in, we heard really loud humming and whistling. Can't recall the song was being hummed, but it was super spine chilling. Haven't gone back. So why did you rate it three pumpkins? It was very spooky. This is a haunted website. Why would Bro's you rate it three pumpkins? expecting the ghost to make out with him, I guess. Yeah, like... what, what was he expecting? <laughs> I give this five pumpkins if that happened to me. What the hell? <laughs> so would you guys go to the four and a half pumpkin rated Central State Hospital. I possibly would. It does sound like a fun time. And this one is 23 minutes away from me. So it's gotten, it's gotten closer. Oh, We're now yes. they're getting a little bit. The, the spooky is getting closer to you. Bill. They're definitely getting a little bit closer. That's for sure. Now time I for our last. Go. Sorry, Bill. Huh? Huh? I said <laughs> I would not go. Good. The ghosts don't want to see your ass anyway. Let's move on to the Slippery Noodle Inn. Have you guys heard of the Slippery Noodle? It's a pretty... Oh, I've, I've oh heard man, I've heard of noodle. the Slippery Noodle. I've gotten my noodles slippery at this place multiple times, if you know what I mean. But it's just, it's a very old bar. From what I hear, usually only older adults go there. It's kind of divey. Um, but it's a, it's a very well-known bar in Indianapolis. This historic building now operates... Oh, this one doesn't have any pumpkin ratings. Nobody's rated these pumpkins. Um, so let's see, let's see. This historic building now operates as a restaurant and bar and has been around since 1850. The location was established in 1850 and was a hot spot for gangsters who at time would, would cause trouble at the end. It's been said that a gangster stabbed a man 
dead over a girl and left the bloody knife on the bar. But as his fair share of ghosts, witnesses have reported seeing the spirits of a cowboy, slaves, because it was on the uh, Underground Railroad, a prostitute, and a caretaker. There have been claims of wine bottles that have been found open in the basement in certain rooms on the second floor, which are now mostly used for storage. It has been known to have some unusual activity. Excuse me. Other sources I've seen have claimed that it has like a a bunch of like sex workers have been killed there. So it's just a whole host of people have not had a very good time there. Just generally haunted. A lot of peculiar poltergeisty things have happened there. No pumpkins on this one. What do you guys think? Mm. Would you go to the slippery noodle? I would need to see more. Um, need to get yeah. some pumpkin reviews. I mean, that's my yeah. indicator for life. Yeah, I, d- I don't go anywhere unless it has at least four pumpkins. Yeah. So that's, that's me personally. Yeah, that's why I always go uh, to McDonald's. <laughs> How many pumpkins does McDonald's have? It's got five out of five. <laughs> I don't know why we're. I don't know why we talking about that place. Honestly, uh, the final location, the McDonald's. <laughs> they sell burgers <laughs> and chicken nuggets. <laughs> um, there are plenty, plenty, plenty more haunted locations in Indianapolis. It's a very historical town, obviously. It's a very culturally relevant town um, in Indiana. So that's barely scratching. Yes, that is barely scratching the surface. But that is our final haunted news. Amazing time. Very haunted. We should, for, yes. like a, for like a real life video, we should all go to like one of these haunted places. And Oh, I'd love to. I, and I it doesn't have to be in Indianapolis. You'd be like, you go to one of the moaning cemeteries in your guys' cities oh yes we'll be moaning after that one uh no but uh we still totally should i want to i want to start making real actual videos again with you guys um but so come back next year during spooky with a twist for more haunted news but that is the end news uh who would like to go next with their segment i guess i will go next with my roblox spooky game of the week all right well i will say now that the uh halloween crowd has kind of died down and you know halloween's passed it's definitely been a little bit hard for me to find a good horror game i know last time i did this bit i didn't do a horror game exactly but (laughs) blade ball i did blade ball which is scary (laughs) it's scarily growing fast my dad but um for this one i'm just going to take a shot and actually you know what I'm not going to take a shot in the dark. I'm going to recommend you all Cheese Escape. Cheese Escape is a very simple maze game where you're in a dimly lit area. It's, you know, hard to see things like five feet ahead of you and whatnot. So why is this scary? Because it's obviously a maze made out of cheese. And you know, who, you know who likes cheese? Who likes cheese? Mouses and rats. So, what do you have to evade in this maze? Well, you've got to evade a big, nasty rat who is coming to get your cheese, but not the walls of the maze. That'd be too easy. That, that, that'd be way too easy. It's getting human <laughs> cheese. So, yes. if you want a very simple but very thrilling experience, then Cheese Escape is the game for you. Okay. It looks like Ben just had a very... Uh, oh, it always seems like every time I do my Roblox game of the week, Ben's talking to somebody else. Uh, yeah, during he it. really does not like your Roblox game of the week, guys. Yes, 
It's just a bad timing, I promise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Is everything okay? Do you have to leave the room or no, something? No, okay. I'm still here within hours, so I'm fine. But... Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> oh, wait, so you're uh, at well, a uh, university building this time? Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I thought you were in your bedroom for a second. I thought you were in your bedroom, too. I think it was the mini blinds on the right yeah, side. Yeah, that's that's what got me as well, was like the yeah. mini blinds. Yeah, no, I, I, I just, I need to move into back into my house or into my apartment like a new apartment sometime soon so that i can just not have to go to a, a that, that's a the only classroom reason. that's night. the only reason yeah. to move into a new apartment so you can record reality, record with reality twist better twist. yeah well see the the other thing is sorry to like no. uh keep going into it's this a podcast in the the it's whatever yeah no um we always record at night and yeah everybody's in my dorm at night and it just gets it gets too like there's no privacy and there's you know people walking in and out and just there's really not a lot i can do with that so if we were to start recording like more in the afternoons or mornings then it'd be a lot better off but yeah there's not much we can do at this point so unfortunately that's where i anchor that area because i i work uh i work a little nice nine to five plus um so i can't uh can't really worry yeah so it's, so it's your fault yeah, yeah. it's my fault really <laughs> yeah that's, yep. that's probably why you talk during the middle of my roblox game of the week honestly you probably just don't like me personally yeah but it's whatever you don't have to talk anymore <laughs> that's uh that's what my philosophy is oh speaking of <laughs> speaking philosophy of which, <laughs> <laughs> um my philosophy fact is uh, philosophy, philosophy fact. fact man it changed of guess man <laughs> got fucking big brain for <laughs> the like, hey the and we're not debating anymore it's just facts it's, it's just facts <laughs> my philosophy question of the day is um would you guys rather be the best of the worst at something or the worst of the best best of the worst Worst of the, the best. Worst. Okay. Worst of the best. Why? Okay. Dylan, I guess Gabe can go. <laughs> I'm thinking, okay, so the fact that I'm put into the best category in the first place means that I'm pretty damn good at it. So let's say I'm the best of the worst or the worst of the best, I don't know, uh, astronomers. I have to be kind of good to be considered the worst of the best in the first place. So, like, if I'm the best of the worst, I feel like people who are the worst at stuff just flat out get things wrong and don't know what they're doing. So, if I'm even if I'm the lowest, if I'm at the bottom percentile of the best, at least I'm still the best, you know? I, I think it's the it, it, it's a this is like a question that is a thing that's cut from the same cloth, honestly. Yeah. Because to me, being the best of the worst or the worst of the best is literally probably the same exact thing in some cases because let's think about it like you're grading a class you know papers or whatever you know it what let's say you your friend let's say gabriel my best buddy he got a b hi he got a uh b minus on his uh test and that's an 80 percent meaning that you know he got a few questions wrong but you know he is technically in like the best the word it's you know being a b minus is the worst of the best me, on the other hand, I took the same test. I got a C plus, the best of the worst. The difference in those cases is probably a difference of maybe one or two wrong questions. So then yeah. what does it become then at that point? 
Is it just becoming a thing of like, you know, both Gabe and I did the same exact thing. We were doing the same exact stuff. But theoretically, we were defined into these categories of me being the best of the worst. Hence why I'm getting a C plus out of the waves of C's, D's, and F's that are behind me. And Gabe has a B minus. I mean, he is behind all those have B's, B pluses, A's, A pluses, whatever. So that's why I feel like it's cut from the same cloth and in the meanings that it's probably little to no difference in terms of who that person is. I I would say with this one, um, I think it comes down to more of a feeling of success is what drives me. I, I would probably say best of the worst because like, say for example, um, like say you're on a sports team um, and there's JV and then there's varsity. Do you want to be with all the varsity like players and like just look horrible compared to them? Everybody else is like getting all the glory and looks great. And then there's you who in comparison just looks terrible. It looks like you don't know what you're doing. Or would you rather be put with the JV side and be the top dog and just have that feeling of success like you feel a sense of victory almost of being the best of the worst. But when you're the worst of the best, you just don't get that same thing. Yeah. I mean, but my thinking is the worst of the best still did better than the best of the worst. They they still did a point or two better so they can still make the higher team, I guess. And like, they're still useful to the team. It's not like they're just like fucking running around in circles out there. They're still doing the sport well, but it's not, as well you know they're still useful Mm -hmm. uh they're just not quite as useful as the person who like is the absolute mvp you know i don't know Mm -hmm. i i think then from how we've kind of discussed this then it's more of how what the context is to deciding who is the best of the worst and the worst of the best because if it's in my context virtually it's the same person but in like ben's context where it's jv versus varsity you know it's obviously means something to be the best in your jv and to be the worst in your varsity team. Fair. So, I think context is the main decider there. I would agree. All right, any more segments we have? I don't have any local artists of the week this week. I think I'll have one next week on our first ever guest episode. Um, I could do funny face of the week. Okay, yeah, do funny face of the week. I know, I know. Oh, what a man. car! You got probably my best back. one. Yeah. Um, for for our Sorry, listeners, Spotify yeah, Spotify. <laughs> you don't get it. You don't get it. It's, yeah, you have to watch. So you funny. have to watch the video version to see. Yeah. Because yeah, this is a new bit to God, get viewer video watchers up. You know. Yes. All right, you guys ready for what are the odds? Yeah. All right. What are the odds? Is a combination of a dare and a bet. There's an odds asker and a victim. The odds asker asks the victim to do a dare, and the victim gets to set their own likelihood of having to do the dare by setting a number. The higher the number, the less likely they are to have to do the dare. Uh, on the count of three, a third party counts down from three, three, two, one, and then the odds asker and the victim have to say a number between one and the number the victim said at the same time. If the victim said the victim and the odds asker say the same number at the same time, they have to do the dare. If none of our individual dares hit. We'll do a descending odds at the end of the episode, which is essentially just ensures that one of us will have to do one of the dares. You'll get it if we get there. I got to say, you've never failed to impress me when it comes to explaining that. Why, thank you. 
<laughs> Why, thank you. <laughs> I was being sarcastic. <laughs> um, I can start off. Gabe, what are the odds that... <laughs> Not on our next episode, but the episode after that, because this would just be, I don't want to do this for our guest episode. Yeah. Um, so season three, episode 14, I believe is what it would be. What are the odds you have to have a crotch cam going <laughs> during the whole episode? That would be so tedious. You have to get a second camera. You have to get it off. <laughs> How am I gonna do that? <laughs> Figure it out. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. You both ready? Yeah. Yep. Three, two, one. Two. Two. Oh, okay. Yes. Right, I got yeah. a crotch cam oh for the next episode. <laughs> you have to get a whole separate camera. You have to get all position. You have to make sure it's I'll synced use- with the. I will use my 4K camera for this one. <laughs> so my face will have a webcam, and then my freaking Lumix G7 will be we'll recording have a my crotch. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh my god. Oh, okay. Ben. What, what are the odds you have to have a left nipple cam for the same episode? <laughs> Oh, I want you to say two so badly. Don't so. say two. I don't have enough cameras to do that. I literally don't have enough cameras to do that. I couldn't. The, so the only way that I could do that, I think, is with my phone. Yeah. <laughs> Would you be able to edit that if yes. I just recorded yes. it with my phone? And just make sure it's like 24 or 30 frames per second, I believe. Will my phone allow me to record yeah. like an hour Yeah, should. and send it to you? Yeah. Two. I can't. I li- physically can. I don't have enough cameras to do that. You got a phone? What about your phone? Oh my god. Oh no. <laughs> you got a 4K crotch cam and then like a terrible. Just, welcome cam. back to Reality of the Twist. <laughs> okay, two. Okay. All right. Man, you really wish you had that note you took it right now. All right. Three. Wait, 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 wait. I'm taking back the two. I'm going to say like 15. <laughs> okay. Okay. Thank God. Thank God. <laughs> all, right, all, right. all right. All right. All right. Three, two, one. Seven. Eight. It added up. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. All right. Okay. Three, two, one. Five. Ten. <laughs> oh. All right. All right. Okay. Three, two, one. Nine. Ten. Oh, my gosh. Finally. All right. Okay. Have you on the ropes. Okay. Who? Oh. Uh, who do I want to choose for my odds? Uh, uh, I actually, that's not gonna work. I know who's on my screen. Um, yeah. <laughs> Gabe. Oh God dang it! Okay, what? You have a bunch of like glasses in your house, like you know, cups and everything. Yeah, yeah. Here's, All right. Here's an yeah. example. Cool, cool, cool. What are the odds you pre-fill them with water and put them back in the cabinet? Oh my god, it will be so That's mad at evil. me. It will be so mad at me. I'm not gonna uh, it'd be so gross. Um fifteen. Fifteen. <laughs> Alright. Three, two, one. Nine. Two. Oh, thank god. Uh 
I, I wasn't no, expecting man. that one to hit because the nipple and crotch cams are like. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, how mad would Emma be if she she like reached into a cabinet and just spilled a whole glass of water on herself? <laughs> oh, she would be furious. And would then, like, when she pure. went to go check, it's every single cup every in the fucking pantry. Glass. Rightfully so, to be furious. Oh my god! <laughs> it was either that or pre-boil spaghetti. <laughs> And put it back in the box. What? Oh no! <laughs> that's horrible. That one's actually that's funny. Oh my gosh! All right, that would be so. It would mold. It would just mold. Hey, never nobody would find noodles. it. Nobody would find oh it. Oh my god! Um, so one of us hit. It was the crotch cam. Uh, so we're not doing a descending odds. I think that concludes our final episode of Spooky with a Twist. Um, so, I think so yeah I think thank so. you so much uh for joining us please review our podcast on spotify apple podcasts and youtube follow us on instagram at rwat pod follow us on tiktok at rwat pod follow us on youtube at rwat pod that is what we are on just about everything and is there any way that somebody could get a like an ad spot on here or anything like that oh uh, there is a way uh nobody has used it yet and it's more of an experiment than it is anything real if you pay us twenty dollars we will read 30 seconds of whatever you want us to read within reason uh so just pay us 20 bucks and we'll do that it's permanent it's always on the podcast baked into the podcast so it's not like a normal ad um so yeah and then if you came from our chair jesus ad or ben's special chair jesus picture of his face which ended up being a financial success for chair jesus because he's had so many people send a picture of their face and pay for him to advertise it just because of ben uh welcome um (laughs) oh my god but anyway that is the end of our final episode twist i will actually technically be hosting next episode too uh, because we are doing an interview should we reveal who we're doing an interview with up to you, but got you too. I have no say in this. Ben, what do you think? Should we keep it secret from you? Mm, I don't think there's any reason to reveal it. Okay, yeah. We're, we're interviewing a very, very special guest. Uh, you guys will not want to miss it next week. So be there or be a rectangle. Right. That is the end of this episode of Reality with Twist. I've been Gabriel. I've been Dylan. I've been Ben. See you next week for our regular, regularly scheduled Elder Twist programming. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. <laughs>